0: You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene. Happily off the beaten track and from all sides to the counter. Welcome back to the second of two episodes with Dimashov of Kopleyas here in Kiev. Today, he'll give us more insight into where the Ukrainian bar scene develops to and about the challenges when it comes to consistency and development of a bar over here. So... Going back into the bar, from what I remember, the drinks cost between 150 and 250 GRIVN, which right now is definitely below 10 euros, it's between 6 and 9, probably. And from what I remember, it's a justified price, but I think it's the highest price or on the top end of the price range.
1: Yes, average it's 180 GRIVN, 200 Here in Parabas? Yes, it's 7 euros
0: around yeah. around
1: 7 euro is the average of the cocktails and it's not the highest price so some bars sell it more expensive but it depends on the surf and ingredients what you use mostly we don't do a lot of garnishes and we try to find nice glasses but not so fancy because we try to keep like that prohibition style that no one has glasses at that time. Just clear, that simplicity. And by the way, our main goals, it's consistency of the taste. So we work on ergonomics and using always good quality spirits and fresh ingredients. And consistency is the key, because someone can forget about it.
0: A guest or a bartender?
1: Bartender, because one shift is one bartender, another shift, another bartender.
0: But it's the same guest who orders the same drink.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we try to keep consistency as much complex as we can. And we have a lot of feedbacks from the guests about it. So some guests just come one time per year or one time per three years. They come back and they have the same Negroni. They taste like it's like a child member. When you try first time fruits and berries during summertime countryside, And you can have a flashback, taste flashback in your memory. So this is our purpose to do it with the cocktails.
0: You mentioned that you want to use fresh products wherever you can and good quality spirits. What are spirits that you are very fond of, which do you enjoy to use right now?
1: Mostly it's nothing new, mostly very popular base for the cocktails in our bar. It's bourbon and gin, a few kinds of gins but I think uh, nearest future it's local spirits because our community now is rise very well and uh, that time community push the local producers make something interesting for us. So five years ago we didn't have, for example, big selection of spirits in total from the world and uh, even four or five years ago we didn't have Angostura bitter, for example. Before we, we have it, but no one understands how you can use the angostura. What is for? Just some sauce or something <laughs> like that. It just, uh, just a sauce. yeah, it's angostura standing in the restaurants year by year on the shelf. After that, when uh, we start to push cocktail culture, we wash out the stocks of angostura very fast. And then a few years, no the beaters. Mm. So as a community, we try to talk to the distributors what about our needs about spirits, some uh, key liqueurs for the cocktails and uh, what we really need to use. And step by step, we have a not so bad selection of imported alcohol. And now local producers understand that uh, we can play with the flavors and try to do something uh, interesting for bartenders for bars.
0: So you start to use stuff like Tisa or Sakarpati or Ukrainian wine?
1: We have a few really nice wine producers and uh, now they develop very fast. So we can find really nice products and uh, they're always uh, very open to us and invite us on degustations or factories to try to talk, to suggest something. They really want to hear from us as a community what we really need and they can make it for us. So I think in the nearest future, year two, we have a nice selection of local spirits, wines, maybe 45 wines uh, for the cocktails.
0: However, it's difficult to produce alcohol in Ukraine. There's still a state monopoly, right? So when it comes to vodka, for example, they need to buy alcohol from state distilleries. Is it the same with brandy or with ODV?
1: Yes, we have some regulations and our producers not very flexible to do whatever they want. So a lot of regulations still from Soviet Union, from the 1970s, you can imagine how hard to break this. And our government change very often, and it starts from the point zero very often. I'm not an alcohol producer, I don't know all the difficulties, what they have, but I realize it's super difficult and sometimes expensive to have some license on break some rules. But I think if our needs would be more and more, it's like snowball. We can crush some uh, old government rules and have a possibility to make nice distillate products because we have a rich agriculture story and we have uh, nice goods to play with that.
0: For sure. I'm sure the Zelensky government has uh, bigger topics on their agenda, but I hope for that. It's similar in Armenia. They're close to changing these super old Soviet rules and hope to make it much easier for small producers to come up with new, innovative products. Now we're close to the end of our podcast. There's a big bar fair here in Kiev as well. It's called Barometer. Can you give us a small idea about what's going on and what's the involvement of Parovas?
1: We are proud to have that event in Kiev because it's a, a showcase of who we are and what we are. So in the short period of time, a lot of people to come to see what happens and uh, what is it. So Barometer, it's big show and very clever, not for bar professionals and for uh, consumers as well, because they have uh, two big sections, one with master classes and talks from very different speakers from around the world. And in the same time, the first floor, it's a pop-up zone with 24 bars half and half uh, international and local so normal consumer can come to that show and to try the cocktails from Singapore from Italy from Czech Republic for example in the same time of course not too much responsibility is the key and this is why producers uh, organizers of that show make some special uh, prices for the cocktails it's not free for everything so you need to pay some special price for each cocktail. But I think it's good because it's keep it real, uh, that uh, zone. Mm-hmm. It's like a big market of bars and experience of different bartenders.
0: You talked about the countries that were showcased. Which international bars and which Ukrainian bars do you remember last year?
1: I remember last year from international, it's Manhattan bar from Singapore. Also Le Fleur from Prague, Czech Republic paradiso from barcelona and a really good bunch of ukrainian bars from different regions that it's also the key of the event to showcase what people drink in ivano-frankivsk, lviv, odessa, kharkiv, dnipro so i think it's a very nice idea and good space to communicate with each other and as a paravos we was involved First two years we make a pop-up during the bar show with the other bars, but year by year we understand that we are not a huge team and it's very hard to manage proper bar and pop-up bar in the same time because it's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the top busiest days of the year for us, so we um, try to concentrate all the our attention in the, our bar to host people and uh, still have some time for some of our bartenders to visit some classes as well. Because as a hosting country, we are very busy and we don't have uh, time to see so much, but I hope this year we will have more time (laughs) to discover the pop-up bars and some talks from international bartenders. And uh, I invite everyone to join us.
0: I tried, I didn't manage maybe i'll manage next year now closing our podcast you showed how diverse the local bar scene is what's going on there are apparently many bars that are worth visiting it's so what you say is what i know so definitely the case we talked about spirits and how it needs to be liberalized for me it sounds like ukraine is is close to making another step as a very interesting bar scene much seems to be possible What are the big problems that you still face?
1: Big problems in the community or... uh, Community, guests,
0: government, what would you hope to be easier?
1: I think uh, for the moment a lot of bars open it time by time and uh, the main problem is uh, bar owners think it's very cool and it's easy to make money operated bars but previous experience, mostly all of that owners, it's restaurants and bigger business, and when bars has a very cool concepts, they think, oh, I want to be part of that, but they don't have a lot of experience to operate a good bars. So a lot of small bars can be closed and after half year and after one year from the day first. So I think a big problem and sometimes we try to do like invite another bar managers and bar owners for the small events and talks to share the experience as the owners as the managers how to do it numbers staff operating a lot of things so i think we need to work on that much more
0: so the business side needs to be more professional
1: yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's quite new for us and uh, of course we have up and downs in the bars as well. So, and uh, we are, as a community try to do the best to develop all the knowledge and uh, not only our bar and different uh, bars try to be involved in some events, some talks and share experience uh, about how it could be better tomorrow.
0: You have traveled a lot. You've been in Mexico, you've been to Germany, to bar convent. You've been to a couple of other countries. So it's very interesting for us to understand from your standpoint, how does the Kiev bar scene compare to bar scenes of other huge capitals like Mexico City or London or Berlin?
1: Yes, we travel quite a lot the <laughs> past year. And uh, yeah, it's nice uh, chance to compare yourself. With other markets, but I realize and analyze as well. In the same time, there we are so different countries, different amount of people, and different culture in drinking, drinking culture. So we have a different flavor profiles, mentality, and so on. So the key of success of each market, it's still of course power of community. If the community very friendly and helpful uh, to each other you can destroy every problem and every barrier super fast. If, if in some countries you see the, some uh, leading bars, they moving by themselves, it looks not so powerful and uh, not showcase the country good as a community. But mostly everywhere it's a good communities. Somewhere it's big, somewhere it's very small. For example, New York, it's so vibrant, and uh, 500, 5,000 bars uh, in that city, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to understand how they can communicate with each other because it's a big, uh, big WhatsApp group. Uh, it's it's <laughs> like a one world in one city and uh, so many things happens uh, every day, every time. So in New York, you need to manage your time very, very, very hard because so many events in one day, in one minute, and uh, it's very hard to understand how powerful community is because too much everything. For example, Mexican market, it's more family style. Big bars has a big teams and they are very friendly and uh, transport family values to the business. This is uh, very cool. For example, Asian markets, it's One of the strongest community, also as I see, because they are quite also young, but rapidly developing markets like Singapore, Hong Kong, and uh, they have a big, huge groups of social media. They share the knowledge. They invite each other to master classes, to guest events. And this is uh, like a cult for them to do it and to breathe the same uh, air. It's cool to see. A lot of nice examples I can take to Ukraine and uh, in the same time all the travels in its uh, best chance for me to talk about Ukraine and invite all of them as well to Kiev, to other cities to show what happens in our country. Because we are different, but we try to do the best as well.
0: Great, and it works because from what I see, your community grows because of you. Mm, there's this bar management course, for example, that you do in Kiev as well. For speakers, national and international, come to Kiev to share the knowledge and share the love. And that's why we are here now in Kiev as well. So it's great to see that everything that you guys learn, you put into practice. Great, thank you. Thank that's you very much. Uh, a long podcast full of all this information thank you for all your time i'm sure there's much that needs to be done for the bar tonight
1: yeah big honor for me to be part thank you very much
0: thank you and let's go down have a drink let's go that was the second of two parts of our podcast with Dimashov Koplias over here in ukraine so much to learn and to see from the ukrainian bar scene subscribe to our podcast to stay updated about coming episodes especially from ukraine You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides to the counter.